You're listening to the Quince podcast. Should schools reopen in India or should they not? If they don't reopen now, when will be the right time to get students back to school? As the Ministry of Home Affairs announced a partial reopening of schools from 21st September saying that students between classes 9 to 12 will be permitted to go back to schools on a voluntary basis, it's raising these questions on whether India is ready to reopen its schools or not. For some perspective on what's raising these questions and how school students have been impacted in this pandemic especially in government schools and vulnerable communities, according to a report on Oxfam in the past 6 months, Since school shutdown during the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak in India, 80% of school children enrolled in government schools in five states in the northern belt of India did not receive any form of education. And in a sector that's been trying to transition to the digital mode desperately, only 20% of teachers working in government schools were trained for delivering classes online. So what does this data say about what is the way forward? As schools are set to reopen, how can we ensure that students across diverse groups, including the ones from marginalized communities, are not left behind? And how can India ensure a safe return to schools for students? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbri. So we'll try to address some of the problems that the education sector is facing in India in two parts. In the first part of this podcast we'll talk about whether India is prepared for a digital transition in the education sector and what have been the challenges so far. And in the next part that is the second part of this podcast we'll delve into how can we tackle the health concerns that comes with reopening of schools. Now although the education sector has been affected overall in this pandemic the effect hasn't been uniform since we're talking about education only in part 1 of this podcast and not the auxiliary aspects of school education such as midday meals etc as many experts had cautioned in the very beginning and as many ground reports had also indicated even as states and the center took to a technocratic approach in education enthusiastically from june onwards the outreach of e education was fairly restricted because of a digital divide now although the digital divide is not something new nonetheless here's some data worth looking at as per the nss report of 2017 to 18 from the ministry of statistics and program implementation Only 10.7% of households in the country had computers with the rural population accounting for 4.4% and the urban population accounting for 23.4%. And that's a wide gap. And even though there's definitely more smartphone penetration in the Indian market, in rural India the penetration was noted at as low as 18% in a report published jointly by the Internet and Mobile Association of India and Kantar IMRB. In the urban populations the figures stood at 59%. And again we see a big rural urban divide. But forget devices for a minute, even the availability of internet is a big issue. And going back to the NSS report again, only 23.8% of households across the country have access to the internet with a wide rural urban divide. There's a vast difference in internet penetration for different states as well. While in a city like Delhi, more than 50% of households have internet. According to the government's own data, only 15% of India's rural households have access to the internet and these numbers are even lower in marginalized social groups like Dalits, Adivasis and Muslims. So under these circumstances has the one size fits all approach in education failed? 
Angela Taneja, who's the campaign lead of inequality, education and health at Oxfam India, explains the findings of the Oxfam report. Uh, yes, it was a quick fix solution that the government seemed to have found uh, as a bit of a panic reaction to the crisis. It seemed like a ready quick fix, uh, but in the long run, it probably wasn't. Uh, kind of divide, ignored the evidence of the digital divide and the limits of technology that we're all seeing right now. Uh, the unfortunate part is the, not enough thought was given to the preparation that's required or uh, in terms of the modalities of making it happen. On one level, probably more thought was needed to make sure that it was implementable for the end user be it in terms of ensuring availability of instruments, availability of data, the whole digital infrastructure that a country needs when the whole country moves online uh, was probably, uh, one could have started a bit later, but having sorted out these uh, problems uh, at the beginning itself. Uh, teachers could have received training. Their, how would at least their own access to digital modes uh, be ensured could have received more thought. Uh, the country should have, the government should have looked at more non-digital options. Uh, one should have looked, for example, at global practice, where even in the most developed rich countries, non-digital paper, pencil, worksheets, ensuring book availability, etc., was a supplement to whatever digital modes were provided. We started focusing on on the education aspects, probably ignoring psychosocial support in the early stages, which is uh, unfortunate. And uh, of course, what one has not given enough thought to is how is the how are we going to exit out of this chakra view of digital learning and online classes, and how are we going to go back to uh, good old face-to-face instruction? And adding some data to what Ms. Tineja said, from the 1,158 parents and 488 teachers surveyed across Bihar, Chhattisgarh, Jharkhand, Odisha and Uttar Pradesh between May and June 2020, it was found that over 80% of the children interviewed in these states did not even receive textbooks for this academic year to even continue with their online education. Secondly, WhatsApp turned out to be the primary mode of education in both public and private schools, followed by phone calls. But even in that, more than 75% of parents face challenges of poor connectivity or unaffordability of internet connections. Thirdly, fewer than 20% of teachers reported being given any kind of orientation on how to teach digitally. And it's not as if only government schools or marginalized communities were impacted. 59% of parents who have children studying in private schools also reported of a non-delivery of education. The study also found out that there was a lack of an initiative in starting innovative, offline and inclusive methods of education in areas where there were low infections. And if these are the figures from the five states, the rest of the picture can't be too different. But the one conundrum that comes up as we look at the stark data is, should schools then be reopened or not? With India fast becoming the global hotspot of coronavirus, how do we address these problems in the delivery of education? In an interview to The Quint, Sam Petroda, a technocrat and former advisor to ex-Prime Minister Dr. Manmohan Singh, said that if India is not ready for a digital education, then it should declare this year as a zero year. If we can't expand digital education, which we can't today, 
we have to bite the bullet and say this year is a void year. We don't have reliable access to broadband that you need for education because education is not just about text and voice. It is about graphics, video, animation, interaction. Just because you provide digital access and devices doesn't assure you that you'll be able to deliver education because teachers don't know. Teachers themselves don't know how to operate computers. What are you saying in schools, in villages, they have never operated digital device. So it is a huge task that we are not willing to accept. So we can't take risk today to open schools, according to me. It is a huge risk. You know, we are putting our children, our teachers, our older people, our parents at risk because children go there, children may pick up, they may not get affected that much, but when they come home, their grandparents will get affected. So on one hand, Corona crisis is expanding. On other hand, children need education. We are not prepared to provide digital education. So it's better to bite a bullet and say, moratorium for a year. These children are going to live very long, 80, 100 years. So maybe a year won't make much difference. He also gives suggestions on some sweeping structural reforms that need to be made. Broadband connectivity to two panchayats is called Bharat Broadband or NOFN. We must expedite and complete that program. That program is delayed by several years. So every panchayat has broadband connection, 100 megabit of. Then we need to really look at another program called National Knowledge Network, where we have spent billions of dollars in building infrastructure to connect all our universities, R&D labs. That infrastructure should be extended, perhaps to schools also. Simultaneously, we need to train our teachers. Along with that, we need to create right content. Along with that, we need to create right platforms. So you need to start on multiple fronts right now with huge commitment of financial resources to build out digital education infrastructure. But until that happens, even with proper guidelines to be followed by schools, as they reopen, the question is again, is it imperative to reopen schools or is it imperative to find a more equitable solution to providing education? I spoke to Mr. Santram, a government school teacher who's also a member of the Government School Teachers Association and this is what he said. Digital education students ke liye online to sarkar apni taraf se prayas kar rahi hai online chal bhi rahi hai the government is taking its own initiative to promote digital education which can only be effective if the students have a smartphone, a steady internet connection. The current situation that is not all students have access to smartphones or good connectivity which are expensive for them. 1 GB data gets exhausted very easily as a number of classes are going on every day. Students who lack the accessibility are feeling like they are being left behind. Actually, 
and speaking on the reopening of schools, he also suggested that offline modes of education such as circulating syllabus content on radio and DTH cable networks should also be looked at. और ये सारा का सारा सिलेबस 100 डेज में बड़े आराम से कंप्लीट हो सकता है तो ऐसा नहीं है कि बहुत कुछ लॉस होता जा रहा है सारा कुछ आप फिट रहिए फिट रहेंगे तो अ लॉट ऑफ द सिलेबस कैन बी टॉट इन 100 डेज सो इट्स नॉट लाइक वी शुड वरी अबाउट सिलेबस ओवर सेफ्टी सबसे पहले बट देयर शुड बी सम अल्टरनेट लर्निंग सिस्टम्स इन द ऑफलाइन मोड फॉर दोस चिल्ड्रन हु लैक एक्सेस टू फोन्स एंड इंटरनेट perhaps by circulating study material through radio or through dth cable networks a traditional system of education would be better for children who come from poorer families but that's unfortunately impossible right now if classes could be arranged on a need basis if not on a regular basis for such students maybe they won't feel left behind three classes agar arrange ho sakti hai to un bachcho ko benefit hoga jo abhi digital media mein kisi bhi tarike se पूरी तरह से नहीं जुड़ पाए और उनके अंदर ये भावना आ रहा है कि हम लोग नहीं पढ़ पा रहे हैं तो मेरा ये मानना है कि ऑफलाइन की तरफ में ध्यान देना चाहिए प्रेस स्कूल्स रीओपन व्हाट विल बी द वे अहेड व्हाट विल बी द चैलेंजेस इन मेकिंग अप फॉर लॉस्ट टाइम स्पेशली व्हेन इट कम्स टू दोस चिल्ड्रन हु हैव नॉट रिसीव्ड एनी फॉर्म ऑफ एजुकेशन इन द पास्ट फ्यू मंथ्स एंड बैक टू मिस तनेजा हियर two levels of challenges when schools reopen firstly keeping uh, an eye on the infection rates probably is the first challenge to ensure uh, kids safety because any reopening should not be at the expense of children's safety and well-being but at the same time given the fact that so much of learning time has been lost what we probably need is a universal accelerated learning package to ensure 30 to 40 days of abridged uh, special what one calls in uh, education circles special training otherwise known as an accelerated learning program where there is a uh, shorter quicker version of what uh, children should have been learning that's avail that's delivered to everyone because frankly as the evidence seems to suggest not like even those who are on this side of the digital divide are learning particularly well and thirdly uh, in terms of challenges of making up for lost time it's not just a matter of instruction it's also making sure children have psychosocial support and uh, because it was a traumatic 6 months for children they do still need to recover and return to normalcy would also need to be supported way forward prepare for reopening but keeping an eye on the data and ensuring that children are safe in any process of reopening explore non digital modes uh, be it ensuring print material reach children or textbooks are distributed on time and at the same time exploring non digital uh, small group teaching like has been attempted by uh, first individual teachers in chatisgarh and then taken up by the government uh, starting with mohalla classes just a teacher and 10 children uh, sitting together and uh, having some sort of instruction so children at least retain the habit of going to school as more than 100 million children in india are at risks of malnutrition due to the pandemic How will reopening of schools impact children's health? Don't forget to tune in to the second part of this podcast where we'll deep dive into whether there can be a safe return to school for students. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. 
Pillab on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn dot com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 